0: I am Fernando Sulichin, feature and documentary filmmaker, film producer specifically. This is
1: Factual America. We're brought to you by Alamo Pictures, an Austin and London based production company making documentaries about America for international audiences. I'm your host, Matthew Sherwood. And today we're talking with acclaimed producer Fernando Sulichin, who has worked with film giants such as Spike Lee, David Lynch, Sean Penn and Oliver Stone, just to name a few. Fernando has two films appearing at Cannes Film Festival this year, Flag Day, directed by and starring Sean Penn, and JFK Revisited, the latest doc from Oliver Stone. Uh, Fernando, welcome to Factual America. How are things for you? I gather you're in Moscow at the moment.
0: Yes, I'm in Moscow at the moment, getting ready to go to Cannes. Things are kind of hectic, but enthusiastic and happy about the new perspectives in these new upcoming days and in, in the post-pandemic. Excellent.
1: Well, we'll talk more about a lot of these things. I mean, just to remind our listeners and, and viewers that uh, the Tomb Films you have um, at Cannes, a JFK Revisited Through the Looking Glass, directed by Oliver Stone, that debuts at Cannes, uh, which runs from July 6 to 17. Is that also in Flag Day, which uh, um, directed by and starring uh, Sean Penn, is that also making its debut at Cannes? Yes.
0: Okay. They're, they're, nobody saw it yet, yeah. both of them. Wow. So welcome to the worldwide audiences in a real <laughs> theater, yeah. not through Zoom, not oh. through Boom, yes. not through any platform, Exactly. we're going to sit on the dark, close our eyes mm-hmm and let our heart and brain enjoy the show gosh
1: i I long for those days that's gonna be nice um i mean as as you know we're here at factual America thanks again it's a real honor to have you have you come onto the show yeah, privilege uh, for me well the privilege is mine um now, we, we do specialize in docs. So, if, you don't, if we could maybe start off by talking a little bit about uh, this latest uh, Oliver Stone uh, doc, which I guess you're the executive producer. What is, what is uh, JFK Revisited about?
0: Well, basically, uh, the, the film, I cannot say much contractually, because until Understood. the critics comes out next week, okay. then I'm going to be free to speak. Okay. So basically, Oliver, Mr. Stone, did this amazing film mm-hmm. 30 years ago. It, indeed. And after that film, it created quite an incredible amount of controversy, and it create also desire to seek for the truth what happened there. Mm. So after the film as well, they were opened the CIA archives that they were classified. So basically it's Oliver going through these archives and analyzing the classified information when it was declassified and linking it. It's a great complement and follow up to the film he did 30 years ago.
1: So that's, I mean, that is very interesting. Um, I mean, is there, I know you have not necessarily liberty to share and we don't want to have, you know, we don't want any spoiler alerts or anything, but uh, um, what is it? I mean, are, what are viewers once they eventually get to see this? Are they? Is there anything uh, new that we didn't already know, or is this really more about um, what the original film, the point no, it was making? It's
0: very new and quite juicy, so okay. I'm encouraging <laughs> the mystery and the audience okay. to look for the film and okay. to see. And first to watch the original film, and after to watch this, yeah. because this is a perfect example of how fast history goes, mm. and mediatic cycles, and people don't step to analyze what the real facts are, and Oliver, mm. which is quite a meticulous character, yeah. uh, he goes through, he does his homework, he does his thing, and now he comes with a conclusion. Interesting. They are to be seen. Yeah. All right.
1: So, I guess, I mean, um, as you're very well aware, I mean, critics without a doubt say it's, you know, the original film is a, is a classic drama. Uh, and yet, some will say Oliver Stone got his history wrong. That's at least what I remember of the controversy at the time. But you would say that that's, this film is, is, a, is addressing that, that criticism. I mean,
0: no, has nothing not to really? do with the criticism. It has to do more with the, it's not a correcting piece, it's a follow-up piece with more facts, okay. historical, documented, very square, green and clean facts. Yeah. Okay.
1: Based on what was found by... Um, exactly, by the by CIA and
0: the discoveries that they were open. Yeah, okay.
1: And now, have you found a a home for this film yet? Have you have a do you have a distributor yet? Because I've seen I saw this uh, interview with Spike Lee and Oliver Stone where basically he said, you know, Can was going to show it, but no one else would
0: would touch it. No, I think that you have the quality of a filmmaker like Oliver. I'm not concerned about finding a home. Yeah. I still believe that the in in the hearts of the buyers there is. Yeah. Very smart people, which they remember the film and they remember the facts, and they want to make honor to you know to these kind of films, not just be in a kind of a docu drama like Mm. you know actual fiction like Jeffrey Epstein or those kind of things that are trending now, right? In the platforms, but this is a typical Oliver Stone well documented situation as we did. Probably the best work I have done with Oliver, which is the Untold History of the United States.
1: Mm, that's very interesting. I mean, um, I do want to talk about your collaboration with Oliver in more in more detail because I think, if I may refer to him as just by his first name, uh, yes, but I, I think, uh, yeah, no, I think uh, because it's 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 quite a partnership. I think you have uh, there, but uh, I mean, what do you? I mean, uh, for some of us, it's it. it I mean. It does seem it does seem a little odd that Oliver, you know, you. I I agree with you. Well, I hope hope you're right. I mean, I'm sure you're right that eventually this will get get seen, and and certainly in the U.S. But is there is there, what do you think? Is that saying anything about the? I think maybe you've alluded to it. I mean, what is that saying maybe about the film industry at the moment in terms of having that challenge of at least not finding a, a buyer for it yet?
0: I think that. There is room for everyone.
1: Yeah.
0: Like if you go to a supermarket, you have an aisle of organic food.
1: Yes. You have an aisle
0: of diabetic food. Right. So now these big platforms are like big supermarkets where you can find pretty yeah. much everything. The only yeah. thing is for you to make people aware of these kind of things, mm. and not just watching. You know. I, I mean there have been some great documentaries lately and some great documentary series lately. Yeah. Like the Michael Jordan, even like entertaining ones like Formula One or the ones from Manchester City or all and nothing, you understand? Yeah. So uh, the only thing is that this is another level, another Mm -hmm. level of filmmaker, another level of history, another level of facts. We're not looking for the drama. We're looking for to set the story straight.
1: And Well, I think that takes, you know, as I said, you know, you have this, uh, I mean, first of all, what is it like working with Oliver Stone? I mean, you have this, this long time collaboration with him, certainly on documentaries, which uh, probably, I would argue, get, don't get the uh, attention that they deserve,
0: to be honest. Well, um, I think that, thank God, we're making films that yeah. stand with history. It's like we're making gourmet situations in a moment that people are digesting just fast food. Yeah. So it's like a, so we're tailor-made and things stand by itself and they don't age. Like I've been mm-hmm. watching at past documentaries lately, like a failed, not a failed documentary, but like an experience, a documentary that we did called Persona non Grata, mm-hmm. about the conflict in the Middle East. I saw it a little while ago and it's fascinating. So, I've had the experience of working with someone like Oliver. It's first is challenging because the level of exigence, creative exigence and excellence mm. of mm. someone like him is all or nothing. So, we have to be on the ball. We cannot be lazy. We need to know about the subject. We need to be truly he inspire you to be at your best. Mm. So, and he made me grow as a person and as a filmmaker. So um, that's beauty. That's yes. very nice. It's not someone that is just a job. Yeah, It's, it's <laughs> you know, it's, it's, it's someone that he, from his brain, it came 11, 10 masterpieces in film from the yeah idea of Tony Montana, you know, (laughs) like, uh, you know, to Platoon, to imagine, like, you know, to write Midnight Express, you know, that's from his brain. And imagine to collaborate, to have the chance and the lucky to collaborate with someone like, you know, in his good days and in his bad days. Mm. So Mm. uh, for me that I choose film producing and documentary producing as a career is you know, it's like I hit the creative jackpot. <laughs> exactly. I mean,
1: as you mentioned, in what ways has he made you grow as a as a person and a and
0: a filmmaker? Would you say? First, he's a reference. You know, he's a reference for excellency. He's not someone that is doing that. He's not doing this for money. He's doing this because he's a seeker of the truth. Yeah. So, uh, in some films. He takes very little and he pushes for the best distribution or sometimes with the underdog or sometimes Mm. things like that. But he's not doing this for the money. He's doing this because he has a legacy and that you can see on his catalog. Yeah. Yeah. And to be able to be the developer of an architect like him, it's amazing.
1: And... If you don't mind, let me zero in on one uh, one documentary in particular, which you, I know you uh, produced with him on uh, your there in Moscow. So I might as well ask about it: um, the Putin interviews. I mean, how did how did those come about? And how did? And maybe you can use that as a way of illustrating about how he approaches and you approach these subjects, because I think that's a um, that's a very that's one that I think like a lot of Oliver Stone things, there's a initial sort of media reaction. And then there's the, if people actually sit down and watch, the and don't just buy what others are telling them, it, there's, a, there's a very different, um,
0: I mean... Uh, you, just, you just say the problem, Yeah, is that we're living in a moment of just opinionated people, and not people that they create proposals or give answers. So everybody's opinionated without seeing the product. So that's why, and especially in journalism, because in journalism you have the interpretation of President Putin or whoever through the eyes of someone sitting in a desk in an obscure uh, newspaper giving his opinion. Mm. But we go and we talk to the fellow, whoever is the subject, in this case, President Putin, and we get to listen to his voice. We get to ask him the questions. We get to see what he has to say. Mm. And we get to demystify some things that they are the general media trying to install out of laziness. Yeah. Uh, So it's fascinating because we discover someone in general, could be with him, could be with others, like we did something with Fidel Castro. that we trick with Fidel Castro, that it's really fascinating, you understand? Like we get to ask the questions to these persons that are like, you know, comparing in a parallel way. Imagine if you, when Mick Jagger wrote Satisfaction, if you're next to him or, you know, I don't know if he wrote it, but I think that maybe he did. (laughs) How does it feel to be a Rolling Stone? And you're living that experience of being a Rolling Stone. So it's a human experience, besides of learning from firsthand what's going on. Yeah.
1: Yeah. I mean, or any historical figure or any, you know, I mean...
0: It happened um, the same with Nelson Mandela. You know, yeah, I was petrified. Yeah. Like, you know, I met him a few times. I was petrified. Like, what would I ask Mandela? Yeah. What would I talk about with Mandela? I had lunches alone with Mandela for Four hours, and I say, What do I have in common? What do I have to share? What can I ask him? How was Jail? You know, like, what, you you know, it's it's ridiculous, but it's intimidating. But you have him in front, so you're not opinionating, you're living the experience. Mm. My job is to facilitate
1: that. I mean, so as you've you've already made reference to, and uh, I mean, you certainly have, I mean, one of your many skills, I would say, is this. Knack for gaining access, certainly with powerful or well-known people like Mandela, um, Castro, Putin, um, the big names, and even south of the border, Chavez, Morales, Lula, Kirchner. I mean, how did? What What is the key to that? I mean, these these people could easily just say no, but first, everybody
0: Hollywood seduces.
1: Yeah,
0: Oliver Stone has a big aura of integrity. People are curious about Hollywood as much as we're curious about world politics. Yeah. So it becomes a dialogue, and now you can see the screen, which is quite interesting because it's between two people, like Castro and Oliver. Hmm. It was quite a chemistry because they were showing things to each other like two children, despite who Castro is, or what he did wrong, or what he did
1: right—it's yeah.
0: a human experience. Same with President Putin, or yeah. with you know, with Jim Jarmusch. I did a documentary with Iggy Pop. Yeah. yeah, you know, and I never bought a record of Iggy Pop in my life. I knew the character, but I never knew his music. So mm. I got to learn these things. So I got to experience these things. So mm. for me, it was a learning experience to be exposed to these people. To get access and to get a lot of access. Uh, access it means to ask him about his personal life, things that I will be curious about or Oliver mm. will be curious about. Mm. You know, it's not about judgment; it's about discovery.
1: I mean, do you? I mean, that's a that's, that's a very interesting point. I mean, do you th- do you th- sit there? What if I was sitting at home and I was going to stream this or I was going to watch it on TV? What? What would, the, what, would the tip, what would the viewer want to know from this subject? And is that how you think about the questions to ask? Or
0: Not really. Yeah. It's what we want to know. We yeah. incorporate the viewer in a little bit because there is some myth about the persons that we need to clarify. Right, right. In the case of President Putin, we clarify certain questions about, that viewers want to know about homosexuality or yeah. in, in Russia... Yeah. or, you know, nuclear weapons, or things like this. But yeah. bottom line is Oliver and his point of view on history.
1: Mm.
0: These are giants, these are yeah. people that they, you know, they stay on.
1: Yeah. What I find interesting about going back to Putin, I mean, he, he could have, at any time, he could have shut down the, the filming, he could have said, I've had enough but uh this was what 20 hours over a couple years that you've, you you had war. with him yeah 36. 36 i mean uh yeah um yeah. that's that's amazing cuz it's not like i mean forget what the media rea- how they reacted or whatever if you really you know you watch it or if you read the the what i would say the good credit you know the the good reviews say is that i mean um you, you know like you said you do your homework you don't it's not like you don't ask him tough questions. You of do course, ask... we ask the
0: tough question. The question yeah. the problem is that people they don't want to listen to these answers. Yeah. yeah. And that's the problem that you have, is, is that people want to demonize things according to the fashion of the moment. Oh, yeah. this one had the elections, oh, the other one is that, oh the other one is that. So they prefer to have their point of view and to be right than just to open their Point of view and understand that maybe we're talking about other cultures that is not Anglo-Saxon. Maybe yep. we're talking about other different point of views. Maybe mm. we're talking about things, young democracies mm. or whatever you want to call them, yeah. but they're not based on super uh, parties. You understand the super, super, you know, the big blocks, situations like you have in the United States, mm. which is different. Than in Russia or in other things, you know. Yeah. The world is multicultural, multi, we cannot just watch it through the eyes of one culture.
1: Hmm. Or, or even as you know, in the US, I mean, or one political lens, w- yes. which, you know, and that's left and right, or however you want to describe it, everyone's seeing things through a particular I'm quite lens. I'm bored about that. It is extremely boring. <laughs> Yeah, I don't even so need to post, I mean,
0: post that post yeah. pandemic post because there is a lot of double standard and hypocrisy mm-hmm. on that.
1: Yeah, yeah. I mean, to the point that I mean, as as someone who's a consumer for various reasons of that media, I find myself I don't even really need to check. I know exactly what one outlet's going to say, and I know what exactly one other out the other person's going to say.
0: Yes, and they're going you to know, demonize, and they're going to do uh, this, and they're going to do that. But with that, it's like if the world is one, we have a big house. Imagine, like, if you're in your house and you're just insulting your mother in law all the time, (laughs) you're not going to have a happy household. (laughs) So, we need, and and especially now, we have a big challenge, which is global warming. Yeah. So, the planet is going to melt unless we all together together mm. have a solution and put our political differences aside bye bye goodbye yeah. Yeah. no greta no Navadi, no algor no, no nothing is going to save you
1: yeah. yeah
0: and we have many signs about that um
1: i think that's a uh, odd to say at a good place, but let's, I think that's a good place to stop. We're going to give a, our listeners a bit of a break and a chance for a sponsor to say something, but we'll be right back with uh, Fernando Sulichin, the uh, acclaimed producer of many films, many docs, many narratives as well. Uh, but uh, certainly, JFK Revisited Through the Looking Glass is one of the more recent ones that's debuting at Cannes. Art and entertainment inspire each of us in different ways, but have you ever wondered what inspires the people who create our cultural touchstones? On the Spark Parade podcast, your host Adam Unz geeks out with artists and entertainers about their cultural spark of inspiration. Everything from Shakespeare to South Park. You'll hear from artists like Connor Oberst on Northern Exposure, Roisin Murphy on Terence Conran's The House Book, and Adrian Young on Marvin Gaye's What's Going On. The Spark Parade where artists reveal their cultural inspirations to spark the inspiration in you. Find it on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts. You're listening to Factual America. Subscribe to our mailing list or follow us on Facebook, Instagram, or Twitter at Alamo Pictures to keep up to date with new releases or upcoming shows. Check out the show notes to learn more about the program, our guests and the team behind the production. Now back, to Factual America. Welcome back to Factual America. I'm here with the claim producer Fernando Salucín. Uh, two films debuting at Cannes in July, JFK revisited Through the Looking Glass, which we've already uh, had a chance to discuss. We've also got a narrative, uh, Flag Day, directed and starring uh, Sean Penn, also screening at Cannes in July. Um, we've been talking about, uh, certainly, you're focusing on your Documentaries and uh, work with Oliver Stone, uh, but you've you've worked with a lot of giants on the certainly the uh, feature film narrative side. Spike Lee, as we've already discussed, about Malcolm X, Sean Penn, David Lynch. Um, I do want to get to your point back to your point about the um, about the world, the environment, and how we all need to cooperate. But in just briefly, if you may indulge me, I mean, in terms of these. Th- this working with these directors um, I mean what connects them what common trait or theme makes some them great filmmakers besides using you as a having you as a producer
0: I think that they're all quite unstoppable yeah. extremely free on their mind like open-minded. Uh, and they're not afraid of failing. They're they're like Don Quixote. Mm-hmm. They're, they like, they all have a mission, these people, and the mission yeah. is not to buy a bigger house. Right, right. So, in the terms of Oliver Stone, he's a seeker of the truth, he's a historian, mm. and he wants to set the record straight about the double standard, and to give to make people think about the other possibilities. He has some subjects like the empire, mm. you know, like the greediness, mm. could be through Wall Street, could be right, exactly, through, you know, about. Hum- but he's a humanist, you know. Like yeah. I, then, someone like Sean Penn is a poet, a painter an artist, you mm. know, who really is doing like a Mother Teresa job in terms of his humanitarian efforts. Yeah. This guy is a true hero. Mm. 100% hero. He, there is an earthquake. He goes and he saves life with his bare hands. There mm. is a hurricane. He goes and rescues people in a boat. Yeah. You name it, he's there. Yeah. Someone like Spike Lee. 40 years of empowering black people mm. for their own pride and created a generation of filmmakers that he was the pioneer. Yeah. And he fought left and right. David Lynch mm. through his fund, first one of the most creative people in, you know, in in, in in the history of film, from Elephant Man to Blue Velvet to, you know, and through his foundation, he's helping so many people Mm. through meditation in post-traumatic disease, children. Mm. Mm. Uh, These are remarkable human beings. So uh, they're not there just to get a bigger house, or as I said before, you know, or, they're they're there to make a difference. So I'm glad that by, I'm glad that by chance or by coincidence, yeah, or by talent, um, yeah. they are helping them to do that.
1: Yeah. I mean, I guess it, it may sound odd to say, but I guess there's a there's a humility there, isn't there? Uh, humility in what yeah. sense? In the sense of well, I mean, they're or maybe I guess they're you know they're less self, you know, I think so many, even people who aren't successful can be very extremely self-indulgent uh, or self-focused fo- on self. And if you're no, less... they're not there know, in a
0: patrimonial situation. They're there yeah. because like, like, I'm giving you an example. We're making a new documentary with Oliver about yeah. climate change and nuclear energy. Yeah. Called A Bright Future, which is what he's working on now. Hmm. Full-time, non-stop, unstoppable. The commitment for him for something like this is, again, amazing. Someone like him, he could have retired or he could have enjoyed his success in films or making another you know, making another film or taking jobs like Fast uh, and Furious 10 or uh, <laughs> things like this. But
1: I would really actually to... like to see that in an odd yes, way. Yeah, <laughs> like he really wants to make what he wants to make. Yeah, yeah. Um, and then, well, since we're talking about, it, let's talk about this because this, uh, this is what you're working on now. Um, um, do, I mean, do you have an idea of when this will be uh, released? And what is uh, what was the name of the film again? That it's, it's, it's called it's, a bright future. A bright future. So, Hope, so hopefully, I have...
0: Hopefully, we're going to be finished around Sundance. Okay. Around Sundance, we're almost, almost there. But it's basically we're living in this. The double standard doesn't apply only to history; it applies to climate change as well. Mm, mm. People are talking about uh, you know uh, you don't need to be ultra orthodox or vegan yeah. or yeah. to understand that the, this is going to affect us all the, mm. the amount of fuels uh, oils that are going mm. so and what Oliver is proposing is and what he's exploring is first to make a check about what is the situation now mm. what are the solutions. And why are people not using other solutions? He's proposing other solutions, which includes nuclear energy, which is sometimes bad mouth, but he's explaining why this is one of the fastest and only solutions for us not to have a planet meltdown.
1: Mm. Mm. Because I think, is that, I mean... Fascinating, it's
0: fascinating. You know, the more I learn, the more...
1: Well, I think it no. It sounds very fascinating, and I think it's uh, if it's in true Oliver Stone fashion, he's going to cut through a lot of the noise uh, that surrounds this debate. Um, as you know, as you are aware, there's loads of these films that have come out of various uh, um, that have either made a splash or not about the environment. But um, I mean, we've we've even had segments where we've talked about you know some of them probably scare people to be honest into a sense of almost not acting, if you will, or don't offer solutions, or offer solutions that aren't realistic. Um, yes. So, is that sort of, is that what you see? Is uh, th- This is the way this one, this is how the, the, your film is going to be different. It is...
0: Our film it, is very practical. It's not yeah. just announcing. It's This is what needs to be done. It's like a doctor giving yeah. you a recipe for something. This is what needs to be done. And the doctor, in this case, are ultra specialists in the field, explaining exactly what needs to be done, for people to start digesting some other solutions that are not just the yeah. conventional alternative energies. Yeah. And I mean... But with wind and with solar, it's not enough.
1: Well, yeah, yeah, indeed. Um, and in order to... So basically, I guess, it sounds like you've kind of worked backwards. Um, this is the environment if nothing's done this is what we will face and in, yes. in order to get something done in pandemic. time
0: and there yeah. is a big crisis because people in Europe or in America they have the money to finance mm. changes in infrastructure but in the rest of the world they don't mm. and you need to make new grids new electricity things you how how are you you know how are you going to replace how are you going to stop a kid from having a phone, that he wants to get whatever social media and to relay.
1: Yeah.
0: And how would you deprive him from him having electricity? And how mm. are you gonna generate that electricity without creating a global catastrophe? Mm. So that's what the film is about, because you cannot stop, we cannot go Greta style which is fantastic, but it's mm. hardcore. Mm. You know, we need to see solutions for people to keep using electricity, but mm. for us to generate it in a way that we don't mm. drone or get hurricanes or change <laughs> the climate or have the bees not, not, not having Poland anymore mm. or have an ultra... Generation of mosquitoes because of the uh, you know the species are mutating or things like yeah, that.
1: Yeah. And so it's a in in the end a
0: hopeful film strikes me. A very hopeful film with a, with a hopeful situation because solutions are there are easier than people think. Mm. But fashion and media are making that environment is the flavor of the months. But then it's going Mm. to pass into something else like, you know, like sometimes in Oscars you see the flavor of the mouse that, you know, you have, uh, we care Mm. about the American Indians, then next year we care about the Blacks, then next year we care about this, and then we change. Mm. So environment is the problem of today, but we don't want it to be a fashion. We want it to be something that we all collaborate Yes. in solutions which are doable.
1: Well, well indeed, and I, and I think the environment may, would have been called something different, but the environment's been the fashion before, and the problem with fashions is that, then sometimes nothing happens, right? I exactly.
0: Mean, it's just a fashion. Yeah. It fades
1: yeah.
0: into the next collection. Yeah.
1: And then, but for the sake of future generations, we've got to... We need to do now. it, if
0: not forget to have a son, Yeah. yeah. you know if i want him to enjoy what i work on yeah weather change so this is mostly for our next generations that we did this documentary
1: yeah i have to admit personally i used to say cuz i've got i have children and uh, some teenagers and i would say well i think your generation is going to save the the planet and now i'm realizing that we can't wait for my <laughs> my teenagers That's to absolutely to, true yeah
0: absolutely true yeah
1: um well, I, I that sounds like a great film, and I think it's I, I think it's going to surprise a lot of people that Oliver Stone's doing a, an environmental. Surprised film. Surprised me
0: when he came with this. <laughs> it surprised me that I'm working on this film for two years, <laughs> all over the world, that I'm in Moscow.
1: Yeah, in in Moscow's in Russia is one of the places. Is there is there a reason particular? It's one of the places that we
0: filmed. Yeah, we filmed in France. We filmed in America.
1: Okay, okay, so. Um, well, I think that's. I mean, that is. That is. Um, I think that's a very exciting, um, and uh, definitely look forward to seeing that. And uh, I'm not. We're not done yet, but uh, certainly if uh, when that film comes out, we'd love to have you back on. If uh, if we have With pleasure, uh, and I you. think
0: that Oliver should be interviewed by you.
1: Would love to have Oliver on sometime. I'm I can do would...
0: him next week when I see him in Cannes.
1: I would uh, please do, uh, and that would be would be an honor. I've I've seen some interviews with him recently. I think he's very magnanimous with his time, and uh, I would be uh, it would certainly be an honor. So I, I definitely uh, definitely appreciate that. I mean, kind of like Oliver, you you both have done um, dramatic uh, features and also documentaries. Do you have a preference, or or and increasingly, can we even separate? To be the time? To be honest,
0: I really like documentary. Yeah. Um, I love feature, but I love to watch feature because to make a great feature Mm -hmm. is very, very difficult. Mm -hmm. It's like to create outstanding music. Yeah. Only a few can do it. Yeah. Yeah. So not, not every song you write, it's outstanding. Yeah. So uh, sometimes we hit. I'm quite proud of the film, some of the films I made, you know,
1: or I collaborate. Yeah, Uh,
0: but it's quite difficult. It's quite challenging. Yeah.
1: Um, but I guess like I mean, uh, there's no longer because I think you, Oliver Stone, and some others have shown this. There's there there used to be this sort of either you did documentaries or you did feature. Uh, I think you shown, I mean, the, a, a good filmmaker is a good filmmaker. You and... need to express yourself. Yeah.
0: So, yeah. also, for example, the films that Oliver makes, which are quite of big stories, you need quite a budget, and you don't want to compromise. So, until you don't get right. the conditions necessary for you to express your ideas or your point of view, or, or, or a script that you really like, mm. why not expressing yourself in another media that and we have fun, you know, it, mm. it's, it's a great, great ride that we had for the last 15, 20 years mm. doing all these interviews, all these documentaries or, you know, again, like if I show my son and do the, you know, to your kids, yeah. the Antle History of America, it's, mm. I have good film karma for the next 50 years. So I, I I'm allowed to make bad films. <laughs>
1: uh, that Fast and Furious Ten one you were talking about. I can about. make
0: anything anything bad, and I I will be in in the, in the film purgatory. I go direct to heaven.
1: <laughs> and I mean, so you must be in a position to say no to a lot of projects these days, yes, unless, I do. unless Oliver, I do. of course, mentions. But I do you know, say no
0: to a lot of things.
1: Yeah, I mean, what That's unifies? Go ahead.
0: I'd say no out of one question. Like, I, I have an easy yes, but it's so exhausting to make a film, mm. physically consuming to make a film, that now I need to take care of my energy. Right. So, it's only because of that. If not, I will do 10, 20 films a year. Yeah. I did yeah. four in the past, four a year in the past, you know, when I was in my 30s. Yeah. I don't Now know. I, I prefer to go to the gym in the morning, or <laughs> exactly, or exactly. to watch a bad series on internet, or <laughs> exactly. But is there a
1: theme that unifies, I mean, you know, whether it's narrative, whether it's uh, you know, whether it's feature or, dr- or doc, is there, is there a theme that sort of unifies the projects that
0: you will say yes to? It depends of the moment. In time and history, I have done many films ego-based because I thought and I had the illusion that this is going to change my life forever. Right, right. Then two years later, a lot of effort, I lost a lot of money and it changed my (laughs) life for the (laughs) worse. Yeah, yeah. Film, it's a very illusionary medium. Mm. Sometimes you feel you're a better person because you're a filmmaker. Not, not anymore. So people yeah, have they're yeah. in the movie industry. They believe that they have superpowers. Yeah. Oh, I mean, you know, and people yeah. look at you like, oh, you're like, I was in Argentina last week. Yeah. Oh, you're in Hollywood. You're, you know.
1: Yeah. It's like
0: you're, yeah. you're, you're better. And yeah, yeah, We're all the same.
1: Yeah. Yeah. And I mean, have you ever been tempted to um, direct? Because you're always, you've always been a, well, you've always been a producer. I, I, I
0: have been tempting to direct. I'm planning to direct. Okay. When I get a little bit more of energy, especially if I listen by all these monsters that I watch, take by take, I edit next to them or, you know, or, mm. or get inspired, you know, by osmosis, I may have do a good film, you know, mm. just by magnetic illumination. But mm. let's see what it come out, you know. Let's see what it comes out. With, I'm curious to see what it manifests for me. I don't know. I certainly know the people that could make me not, the crew that could make me not embarrass myself.
1: Exactly. exactly. So, what is the key to being a, I mean, we have a lot of directors come on, obviously, often they often have a producer credit, but uh, we don't often get people who are, I wouldn't say exclusively producers, but that has been your, certainly your bread and butter. What makes a good producer? Um, what what has been the key to helping you work with people like? you know, uh, or making sure you surrounded yourself with people like Oliver Stone and Spike. You, need to,
0: you need to, even if you disagree, mm. first you need to have a very strong, your point of view, it needs to come from your heart. Mm. So when you're against something or you, you, when you get bored in your own film, mm. you need to fight it. But not mm. because of the audience, it's because you fall asleep in your own film. Right. It could happen, you know. Mm it happened or if you see the editing is a disaster you need to be brutal and say it's not because you're against the director or you know better than the director it's because sometimes it happens you know it's like you know why not so your point of view is as valid as 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 whatever and Mm. second you need to support them to go to the best of their abilities Mm. without thinking about if uh, distributor is going to like it or the moment that you embark yourself that you with a director like this mm. level or this caliber or anyone mm. that you understand that has this track record mm. you know that you're making a film by them a film by them could be a masterpiece or could be a misfit yeah so if it's a misfit you choose this director or you choose to spend your time with this director so you need to take it that yeah. you could have done that better or that he could have done that better or she, let's put it in a yeah. modern way.
1: You know? Yeah, certainly.
0: Uh, we don't know, but you need to get to the best of their abilities. You need to potentiate themselves to the maximum. It's not that you need to get your version of the film. You need to get the best version mm-hmm. of the film they can. And, and, then, and that's my job. Yeah. Of and course, I have t- a lot of help. I helmet, you know, like I hide myself between, below me or next to me, there is a lot of unbelievable people that do the day to day, extremely academic, extremely knowledgeable. So I have the tools to contribute with this. I have an amazing team.
1: And that, I think that's, that's a very good point, and that's true of any profession you're in. If you are surrounding yourself with people who are professionals, and dedicated to their work, and, you know, their jobs, and things like that, it just makes things um,
0: so much better, doesn't it? And, and Yes. And the beauty is that sometimes, with these people, I don't need to even talk to them. Mm. They know where we're going. Yeah. It's a synergy that we, we know where we're going. The most important thing is that we're making these films for us and mm. for the public, not for the historical moment of now. Yeah. It's not an apology because it's not an apologetic thing. Mm. Like they try to censor us many times. Mm. Networks they tried they censor one film. Commandante was censored by HBO. Is that right? Of course. Yeah. It was quite a funny experience of me. that I come from a country that they used to censor. Yeah, having been censored in the U.S., that was like a, the Congress Medal of you know filmmaking. Yeah. <laughs> exactly.
1: <laughs> Interesting. I mean, I think um, I, it almost. I mean, it's maybe a crude uh, analogy, but almost reminds, you were making reference to even the. Um, so I think uh, sports docs and Jordan. I mean, it's almost like you know you hear great. Um, football players, soccer players, or or basketball players all say they can't. You know they they have they have a love of the game. They love what they do, and they can't even believe they're getting paid to do it. And I guess it must be kind of similar, as you say, you're making the, these films. You know, you're making these these incredible films that stand the test of time. And then, wow! At the end of the day, you you make a make a decent uh, living out of it.
0: Yes, and especially when sometimes like for example, we had the conscience of a like the the film of interviews with putin, you know yeah, like the Putin yeah. interviews yeah that was a big commercial success mm. so uh, you know we, we found a great audience, so we hopefully we keep making those yeah. and you know we keep opening the minds of Americans of english of Anyone, you know,
1: that we we can. Humanity. Yeah,
0: Um, we try, we try, at least we try, you know.
1: Yeah, exactly. We'll keep trying, I really appreciate it. Um, I mean, you've already mentioned A Bright Future, the the film you're doing with Oliver Stone next. Uh, What is next for you, um, beyond, and we talked a little about maybe doing some directing, but is there, uh, I know you also have a lot of philanthropic activities. Is there uh, what's sort of what are you working on next, or can you even think that well, far at the moment ahead? I'm
0: more focused on the philanthropy than in the films mm. because we're, we're in the pandemic, so yeah. I need to support different foundations which I'm member and board member or you yeah. know to take the fish out of the water like you know uh, yeah. getting vaccines to countries that they don't have access to vaccines indeed I'm vaccinating and then mm. uh, Know, contributed with like with David Lynch foundation in uh post in meditation to post trauma yeah. veterans you know mm-hmm. Uh, mm-hmm. things like this, which are important because yeah. we're so lucky and we're so uh, privileged that we need to remember that there is a lot of people that they don't have this privilege and we're not there to behave like we need
1: to share, yeah. And I think you raise a very good point. I mean the whole the whole pandemic um, if vaccination. I mean we're we're setting ourselves up for this two speed re- recovery. In fact, one part of the world's not even going to recover because they're not even getting vaccinated, and we're so focused on it in in the West. And uh, but you know, there's um, you know we are part of one world and. We can be vaccinated, but if the other half isn't, that's just going to, you know, we're, we're all in this Everybody, together.
0: In, in, if you have a toe that hurts, yeah, your body is hurting. So we're yeah. all one, and we need to remember that. So don't yeah. be just liver center, or like, you know, we yeah, need exactly. to see it in a holistic point of view. Yeah, exactly.
1: Um, I think we're coming to the end of our time, unfortunately, but uh, Fernando, it's been great having you on. It's been a fast hour, eh? Well, I'm glad you agree. Yes, it has been a fast hour. I'm looking at, I've got a little timer over here, and I can't believe how long it's been. But uh, uh, we really enjoyed having you on. Uh, Best of luck at Cannes. I have a feeling we're going to be here I hope I come back
0: with the same weight as I went in, because the croissants (laughs) in France are quite delicious. Yeah.
1: <laughs> and not just the croissants, I think. Uh, yeah, I think you'll, uh, well, that's, uh, I'm sure that's going to be a great, uh, great festival. Um, is that the first festival you've been to in person? in a, No, in a oh, it's a, the 28th Cannes
0: Film Festival.
1: Well, I mean. the 28th Cannes, but the first one since, first festival for you since the pandemic. Yes, 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 yes. Yeah. Yes, yes, yes. yeah.
0: first so I'm looking forward to. Well, 28th
1: 20, yeah, I know. I mean, you know, as much as Zoom is great, you and I get to have this chat. Uh, it doesn't really replace being face to face with with people. But uh, twenty eight times it can. You must, you must and, know yeah, the place like the back I was very, of your hands. very,
0: very young. Yeah. I started my career very young. I have, I was in Mal- associate producer of Malcolm X when I was twenty five. So.
1: How did you get? I mean, if my ask, because I know you've you've yes. me, you've relayed this story a few times. A lot of people ask about it, and you got a film crew into Mecca and places like that. But how did you score that? A Mal, you know, twenty five, I think, fresh out of film school. How did you get onto Malcolm X?
0: Pure unconsciousness. It was divine <laughs> destiny. Let's put it that way, and hard work, of course. Yeah, yeah. I was instead of lost. At that age, I was found mm. and I was quite unstoppable. So I was mm. decided to, I didn't want to go back to Argentina and be a, you know, like a, have a bourgeois life and a mm. traditional mm. suburban living. I wanted to make something of myself. I didn't know what, yeah. Yeah. so uh, I met Spike Lee. We connected and he took me on.
1: In, in, I will ask one more question. You, I've seen reference to the fact that uh, you made, and I think in a different interview, but said uh, that was a that was a very different time—the eighties and the nineties, weren't they? A, sort of, a, you talk about a. The films in the eighties and the nineties. Yeah, or just that it was a different. The industry was so different.
0: Yeah, the industry uh, was. Now it's all quotas, on mm-hmm. ethics committee. It's yeah. kind of a new Macartism. Mark, there there were wild mm. peoples that were coming from the 70s and the 80s mm. that imagine a hairdresser became the president of Columbia Pictures. Yeah. Yeah. And he created movies like Rain Man, Night, Batman, Midnight yeah. Express, John Peters, which is alive. Yeah. Or someone like Mario Casar, which was a Lebanese salesman that Mm. created Rambo, Mm. you know, basic instincts, Terminator. Mm. Those guys, they were wild, wild thinking. (laughs) They were amazing and they are amazing and they're alive and they're cool. So they were not constrained by politically correctness, this or this or that. Mm. Those films, they stand by its time. They're huge references of Scorsese at that time when Mm. he made those films. He was out of his brain. Yeah, yeah. Uh, In in a good way, you know. The creative energy of those people, they were were not the flavor of the mouse. Mm. You know, they were enjoying life. Now we're a little bit too much into... Ego limitation, how much
1: you have, and, you know, those kind of things. Yeah, I mean, I, I won't name names, but we've had people on who've talked about working with one of the big um, streaming services or whatever platforms, and they felt like the main people, they, were, they weren't they were liaising with filmmakers, it was mostly marketeers and, and things like that. I mean, I think there's, an, I understand some of that.
0: Why That's done, why but, I'm you know. not taking chances, I'm only working with People which I'm going to have a good time with.
1: <laughs> I think that's the best piece of advice for anyone, no matter what. Uh, because
0: period. bottom line, that translates into the film. Yeah. yeah, like groups of people. Even now, like the Jude Aupperholt, like you know, like all these Pineapple Express. It's a group of people having a good time that they know each other. Yeah. So, those guys that I'm making reference in the 80s or the 90s, you understand all that. Mm. Terminator or Total Recall. Oh, they're God. insane films. Yeah. yeah. Great. You yeah. love those films. It's like true you true. like GFK, you like you know, you like GFK was done by an Israeli, yeah. you know, dealer of whatever you understand, Arnold Milchan who created Pretty Woman. Mm. Now is quite dull. People are mm. afraid of their own shadow. Mm. You know, it's like, a, you know, if you curse in a Zoom, in a streamer, they, you say the word fuck, they fire you.
1: Okay. Uh, I won't say it because I might get fired. No, I'm just, I'm no. just joking. But I know, I but know. I, I, understand? It,
0: it's... It's, it's not, come on, you understand? Yeah. This is a creative industry. This is not just
1: it's, it's, it's as if we've forgotten what it means to be human. Yeah,
0: it's, yes, of course, we, we have differences yeah. and we, you know, we yeah. you know, it's not like, you know, I respect race, diversity, gender, yeah. Yeah. trans, whatever. Yeah. But yeah. let's make great films. That's yeah. what we're about, not just doing a quota. Yeah. Thank you for your time, man. Thank you very
1: thank much. Thank you so much. We'd love pleasure. to have you on again. And uh, good luck. Uh, thank have a good you. evening. Uh,
0: we'll, we'll, we'll we'll talk soon. Okay, and
1: dos Thank you. Bye bye. Right. Bye. See ya. Bye. So I just want to give a big thank you again to Fernando Sulichin, the executive producer of JFK Revisited through the Looking Glass, premieres at Cannes Film Festival in July. Also, uh, premiering is Flag Day, which is directed by and starring Sean Penn, which we didn't even really get a chance to discuss, but uh, be on the lookout for that too. Um, big shout out to Sam and Joe at Intersound Audio in Escrick, North Yorkshire, England. Uh, big thanks to Nevin Paunovic, our podcast manager at Alamo Pictures, who ensures we continue getting such great guests like Fernando onto the show. And finally, a big thanks to our listeners. As always, we love to hear from you. So, please keep sending us feedback and episode ideas, whether it is on YouTube, social media, or directly by email. And please remember to like us and share us with your friends and family wherever you happen to listen or watch podcasts. This is Factual America, signing off. You've been listening to Factual America. This podcast is produced by Alamo Pictures, specializing in documentaries, television, and shorts about the USA for international audiences. Head on down to the show notes for more information about today's episode, our guests, and the team behind the podcast. Subscribe to our mailing list or follow us on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter at Alamo Pictures. Be the first to hear about new productions, festivals showing our films, and to connect with our team. Our homepage is alamopictures.co.uk.